I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. So a good segue into the religious conversation. Um, you had touched on it, I think, a little bit about the dream. Tell me about your experience with the dreams and do you think they're significant in like the spiritual meaning? I really think that there are ways to connect with our loved ones. Mm-hmm. And um, I do believe that dreaming, sometimes you will get that connection and it's so can I go into how religion we're not really supposed to? Or? Yeah. Okay, so as far as being Catholic and we're not supposed to believe in some of these things. I think that there's spiritual things like Our Lady of Fatima. They had visions. Mm. So that's some of the things that they believe in. But I don't think we're supposed to believe in anything having to do with like mediums or tarot cards or anything like that. Oops. Actually, I can't even, I can't even explain why. But you grew why, up but. and could you say that your mom would disagree with mediums, like, like uh, psychics more than mediums? So I can't say my mom. My mom, no. because of... What's the difference between a psychic and a medium? <laughs> a psychic supposed to see the future and the psychic medium is supposed to connect with people on the other side. Okay. Yeah. I think. So so my mom my mom it can't it's not my mom. Your dad was really my religious. Dad. My so dad was your mom really, religious because your mother, dad was yes, religious? Yes. Oh. I she didn't she have had the best a sixth mental grade, health. Yes. She had a sixth grade education. Smart, smart as can be, but she did have a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff where it came from was school, the teachers, the nuns, because I had nuns for teachers. Yeah. And so Are we you weren't saying, supposed like, to... what you understood about what was okay. Right. Yeah. So as far as like tarot cards and mediums, it's it's the things that I would read. The Ouija board. Right. Yeah. But it's oh, against the rules. It is against the rules. It's yeah. against the Catholicism it's against the rules. rules. So we had to seek mediumship. Yes. It's a, it's, we're not supposed to believe in that. Mm. So growing up, it was going to church every day while you were in school, Monday through Friday, and then you went to church on Sunday. So Mm -hmm. part of your schooling was also Bible study Mm. on top of the fact that we started off each day going to church. Mm -hmm. And when they pick a verse of the Bible and then they talk about it, Mm -hmm. um, the gospel, Mm -hmm. and try to teach the children in a way that they would understand. They try to relate. So whatever Religious verse, yeah. That they were not concentrating on yeah yeah. that week. They would Mm -hmm. try to incorporate it into today's modern lesson, right? So the way lesson. The way I see the Bible is there was a lot of teaching moments in the Bible, but there was a lot of history too. Mm. So there's a lot of things that I think you can actually go back and see that there it's based upon fact. And there's a lot of things that were like stories I would tell you guys just to make you guys behave, you know? Um, So I don't think... (laughs) I don't think... How did that work for you? (laughs) Hey, I've got wonderful kids. Yes. Why why would it not have worked out? It was the best thing. When we went to New Orleans, it was like everywhere. People sitting in the front and they want to read your fortune and they Mm -hmm. have cards in Mm -hmm. front. Mm -hmm. I never went to those things. It's not like it's on every corner. I haven't been to one of those either and I don't think I have any urge to. Well, my sister would go to get her card to She's also... She's different. Different. Yes. Stop it. We love her. (laughs) 
No, she's she's really, more open-minded to do she things. She is more open-minded. Yeah. She is more fun, wild, right? She's like, more well, fun. Let's see what they say. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah there she's was nothing, open. But I would tell her. She would say, "Oh, I went, and this is what the cards read." Same. Um, parents, so yeah, you both same grew up the same. But yeah, she, but she was the baby of the family, and hi. they let her do whatever. Of course. <laughs> so as far as how I remember, every time she would come back, because she she didn't go as a kid. She yeah. was eighteen years old, had her own money, and she could do whatever she wanted to. And she would tell me, "I went, and this is what they said." I say, "You're not supposed to believe in that. Why are you just you know throwing away your money?" Mm. And that's exactly how I thought when she would tell me. I laughed. I thought, "Oh my gosh, you're stupid," <laughs> but. When it came down to it, when this all happened, I was reaching for anything. Yes. We were much more open-minded after this yes. to, to anything we to, to connect. Exactly. Yes. So I don't care what I had to spend. I felt like I needed to hear from the baby. Which also puts you in a position to, to be taken advantage exactly, of. Exactly, I was going to say. <laughs> but the but the thing is, is, I can say it didn't matter how much I spent, but that's not really true. It's, you wanted you to make sense. You were willing to spend. Yes, it, it, but it had to make sense. Yeah. Everything had to and make sense. And won't, it won't make sense until you try it. Right. So and, and I was reaching for anything that would give me a message from her. Exactly. And that's exactly what I needed is to have verification, even though I can tell you my faith told me that there is life after death. Mm -hmm. My faith told me that, that love never dies. Mm -hmm. But when you lose a child, it all goes, this is crazy. This, this can't be... This can't yeah. be. This it, it doesn't none of nothing makes sense. So I was talking about what I believed in and I won't know until I see it. I'm more of like a realist. I have to see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. And I won't see it until I'm dead. So sorry I can't tell you if that's real or not. Well, what if you have a near life experience? Um, I, I would have to have one of those to know. Your death. Uh-huh. Not mm -hmm. near life. Uh-huh. So Yes. I would say that when she passed, I was open to exploring that. I know that it was a little bit taboo to talk about psychic mm -hmm. mediums or to go see mediums, but I was interested and skeptical. I think I'm still skeptical. But, but yeah, we started watching them on TV. We started yes. reading as much as mm -hmm. we could. We started listening, you know, as much as we could to anybody that had experiences with yeah. them. And yeah. Jess, did you have any certain feelings about them at first? Mediums? Uh-huh. Uh, I can't say I was against it. I can't say I completely believed it either. It yeah. was kind of like, what better time than now to find out more? Right, exactly. So who started first? Who did we go to first? Do you remember? We've gone to a couple. Okay, so our listeners, we've actually gone to a couple of the mediums, shows, and events, and a couple of non-famous people yeah, too via phone. Yeah, I had a reading phone. over the phone, mm -hmm. and I had. Uh, oh, I think do I did you remember that, that one times. time we called into like that radio show, and the guy told me I was fat. He called me a Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> I vaguely remember, remember something like that, but. To be honest with uh -huh. you, I know you're laughing about it, but we just saw this huge baby on TikTok that they were focusing on this little cutie fat baby. And I said, oh, my God, that's exactly the roles that Jack had when oh, she was born. Oh, God. I think mm. I still have those roles, Mom. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Mia. I'm like, I just I got that COVID-19 right now. I got those pounds bagging up. But so even though he said what he said, and it, it's nothing like 
what you look like. I just remember this. Oh my gosh, she did look like the Pillsbury Doughboy oh, when she was born. Thank you. You were, you were born though. You were just, I was like, oh, the cutest baby. That's not embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so glad it was you and that was, Thank you. Um, but there was, I think that was the first time that we tried to call into something. Was somebody had recommended to you, Jess, and to call in or to listen to the show. And we took a chance to talk to this person live. And they happened to answer and got mad at us because we didn't do, like, the technology right. And it, it was a bunch of feedback. And he's like, you need to turn the radio down. And we're all, no. Yeah. Because we want to listen. Yeah, because it was only one person allowed on the phone. But I had everybody in the room. But I don't think I got much from that. No. I don't think that was very valuable. And so we were still exploring other mediums, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I can't remember the next one we did. I think it was the Long Island medium. She yeah. was at San Manuel and it was a big event. How many people were at that? A lot. A ton. 3,000 uh-huh. at yeah, least? I think so. Yeah. It was a really big event. Who wants to talk about it? I'll talk about it. Let's hear it. Well, it was a lot of people. It was a ton of people. Yeah. But mom got us tickets towards the front-ish on the left side of the room. Yes, because I heard the better areas to go to were like on the edges, not in the middle. Yeah, because she walks around and if you're close to her on the edge, you Mm -hmm. most likely will get something. I mean, no guarantees in that. But that was like people would blog about it, about their experience Uh at those events. And so mom did her super research on how we can get connected or how we can get a reading. And so she bought the tickets strategically in that area right and then my sisters <laughs> decided they wanted oh, to go yeah. and I and I had them sitting in other spots <laughs> because you, we had a better chance of yeah. getting them around somebody the get connected yes. because yes. we all knew they they knew that we all wanted Trying to, to beat just, the system yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. whatever it was we whatever. were we just wanted yeah. to be here we wanted we wanted to know if this was real we wanted to see if how true these things were because they make tv shows out of it they make books out of these things yeah. and so we wanted to test it so go ahead Jess well that's mainly what I remember it's just there being a ton of people Mm-hmm. And I think before you go in there, you sort of have this idea that everybody that goes there comes away with something amazing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And even though you realize there's so many people, you think, well, I lost a child and it was so recent. So it's got to be something that for me, like, I'm going to be the first person that they call. Right, right, right. All in all, I can say I was a bit disappointed. I, I can't say like, oh, Teresa Caputo just completely disappointed me. I think I had a unrealistic expectation. expectation. Uh-huh. But it was also, I want to mention too that you had made a comment when we had left. You had said that when you were in that room, you felt like the room was heavy. Yes, I remember Because everyone that. was there wanting to hear from their mom. To. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely sensed that too. There was just this room full of people. Uh-huh. So it's like, if you're thinking you're going to go in there strictly for entertainment, that's probably not going to happen because you're sitting next to people that are very sensitive, very emotional, high in their grief. They, they just want to hear from somebody. And so know that you're not going to be in company where it's like, hi, you know, hi, what, how's it going? What's your nice name? Yeah. 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 It's not that at all, but mm-hmm. share more about it. It was hard to be in that room. 
Mm. because of the desperation. And not only hard, but you realize I'm heavy here and everybody else's energy is heavy here. And then you start to realize, okay, this person, their family member was murdered. This person, Mm -hmm. you know, they died at a younger age, this person. And it was just like, I was hoping to get healing and it just felt like I got pulled into others grief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's also like speaks to how we empathize or how we Mm -hmm. can sort of feed off of other people's energy. So I don't know if that's the same experience that everybody had. You know, maybe it was just us, but I I definitely in that room. Or just you. Right, maybe just me. But in that room, I just felt like I was in a sweaty locker room. You know, it was just like heavy. Yeah. Just like hard to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, Just like, ugh. Yeah. But that's all. I thought you were going to go into more detail about the event itself. So mom wants to talk about that too. No, you don't? No. Well, because <laughs> the way I remember it, and I heard her, what she said, and I felt like everybody was pretty desperate. But I had this same feeling, like, when we walked in, is like, pick me, pick me, yeah, pick me. Yeah. No, it's going to be us. It's going to be like the lottery. Be us. I don't uh-huh. care about uh-huh. anybody else. But I did feel like we were there for a reason, because all these things... It was right near mom's house. Yeah. So So all these things was like, and I was able to get the tickets that I wanted. I'm like, this is happening for a reason. All these things Mm -hmm, are coming into mm -hmm. place. It's got to be something that's going to happen for us. And I kept it all the way to the end. I just felt like, and a lot of things that she was saying related to us. But it related to a lot of folks. So basically when you go to these events, the mediums will say, you know, there's no guarantee you'll get a reading because everyone in there wants a reading. So mm-hmm. obviously they address the elephant in the room is, hey, guys, not everyone's going to get a reading. But what they say, too, is although you specifically might not get a reading, the people that do get readings, you will find connections to their yes. readings with your own experience. So I left that event with that because there were certain things that she had said and pinpointed on that really spoke to me. And it's hard to explain because like, it's hard to say that I can relate to someone else's grief when we're completely individualized stories, like Jess had said before, but there were certain things like, um, I think the first story that she had gone into was, um, a family who had lost a young person. They had to be like late teens. I want to say early twenties, still very young, but the energy of that person, the young spirit, spoke to like he was he had said mom heaven is real or something I remember her saying that and to me that was a little bit of validation that like she's somewhere better like if this kid is saying this this person who passed away is saying this then that must mean something for her too so there was little bits and pieces of things like she would say certain numbers or different events and she's like who has this who has that And so you would sort of make the story fit to what she's talking about. Uh And I think that's where a lot of the skepticism comes from. But I still left that event feeling like, wow, that was a cool experience, you know, just Mm -hmm. because I hadn't done it before. And she's on TV and she has her own show and we've watched her shows and people just, you know, she is very entertaining. She really is. On top of that, she's funny as hell. Shoes. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Love her shoes. Very sparkly, (laughs) glamour shoes. Mm -hmm. You can't miss her. But her energy. 
energy too. She's just, she's confident. She, she makes you believe and it's hard to not believe her. But that event I remember was the first of a couple that we've been to, but I feel like that one was the hardest one because it was fresh. Yes. Because it was like, we were desperate to find an answer. Is she okay? Is she in a good place? Is, you know, what is the afterlife? We started to talk about the afterlife earlier. What do we believe about the afterlife? It's all these questioning things that you start to do with, you know, your belief system. And that for me was opening up my mind a little bit more because I went into it super skeptical, but I left thinking, okay, this might be something, Mm -hmm. might be something to this, you know? So that's why I think why I went to other um, events and to other mediums. Well, let me ask you real quick before anything happened with the cancer journey, did you ever think about the afterlife or life beyond death before that? I wouldn't say it was like a an event or anything that happened where I thought about it. No. I mean, so we had lost our grandfather before that, and it wasn't like something that I thought about even at that point in time. When I started to explore it a little bit more was from watching these shows, but these shows we were watching before she passed away. So I think that's what initiated my initial thought processes mm-hmm. about those was like, she was in a similar position. She will be in a similar position, hopefully not, but I mean, you know, all our hope was still there. But it wasn't until after that, I think, that we got the the six months that I was I was really getting into it. Uh, Monica, the medium show had just started. Like we were really starting to get really into depth with the medium shows. And so I don't think anything before that really. Well, I think the reason that I ask is because I think even before I I had kids, I want to say I was probably still in my teens. And I remember watching like Montel Williams and Sylvia Sylvia Brown. Brown. Uh Uh-huh. Did you? Um, I watched Sylvia Brown for sure, Montel Williams. <laughs> but she because I had it on TV. Yes, <laughs> but I don't know if I believed. I I wanted to believe. Okay. I wanted to believe them, but there was always something that like didn't come true, and I was like, well, <laughs> duh, yeah. she's not real, right? Like that's just not real. It wasn't so prominent in my life at that time. Mm. It was just See, like like I was watching Animaniacs, yeah. right? Just. <laughs> Well, that's that's what it was for me. It was entertainment. Yeah, but see, for me, it wasn't. Gosh, after I remember watching it, it? I don't know. But I remember after watching it, being like, "What does this mean?" You know. And I remember buying Sylvia Brown books. Yes, you did. And I remember reading through multiple books that she had written, and just reading more and being more curious. Like, Mm. I don't know that I believe this, but I want to know more Mm -hmm. about what. Do you ever wonder if that was like your mind? Okay, so I know this is off topic. But it's still in topic. When we started looking into mediumship, but the meaning of certain signs that we had, also looking at maybe your life plan. Well, that's what I was saying is, I I wonder if I was almost preparing myself in a way, like, because... Like a premonition? Right, because on some sort of level, when everything happened, I already had a bit of a foundational basis of understanding of what one person's perspective of afterlife meant Mm -hmm. and not just a little bit like in depth of like life review type of stuff Mm -hmm. and like reincarnation type of stuff like and not saying that I believed in every one of those things Mm -hmm. but I had a different perspective from Catholicism Mm -hmm. that I was raised with to sort of go huh that's another way to look at it going into 
uh, the cancer journey, I already sort of had foundation of spiritualism that I could refer to. You know what I mean? So I wasn't start, starting at ground zero. Mm-hmm. I was starting at, I already had a little bit of something mm-hmm. and I could build off of it. Yeah. Versus it almost sounds like what you're saying to me right now is that you just started your foundation when the whole cancer journey began. Yeah, I remember you getting those books and you and you being really interested and invested in in the right. in her. And why? I don't, I know. I don't know. You're weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I but can I, tell you for me, I, I think we all sort of got on like the Sylvia Brown train because yeah. we were, I don't know if we were just watching the show or whatnot, but I remember you having more books and I remember there being like more materials for us to reference because this was before you could like YouTube it, right? This was before you can really dig into the internet about stuff. But I do remember that time frame. It's funny that you bring that up, but that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Who knew? Huh. Yeah. yeah, no. And for me growing up, I hated the word cancer mm-hmm. and it meant nothing to me because it wasn't like I knew somebody that had had it or had died from it I would hear sometimes like somebody's somebody's you know friend or whatever it's mom passed away or something but it was still like even I'm born under that sign I hated it I hated saying it I hated that word and it didn't make sense to me and the only thing I can think of is at the time because of what it meant Cancer meant death, mm. and I hated that. But when the baby got diagnosed, all those fears that I had growing up, it, it just reminded me of all that. Like, I remember... You're talking just, more, like, astrological signs? Yeah, astrological signs. Oh, okay. Because that took Zodiac? a turn, and I was like... We're, the Zodiac <laughs> sign, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> Zodiac <laughs> sign? I just had this fear that that's what was going to happen to me, I guess. Mm. Like, because I was born under that sign, because whatever. And Are we empaths? Uh, you know, the, you've always... Is there a test? You, we should take a test. <laughs> <laughs> There's always this something that you always feel like yeah yeah. and as far as I'm concerned having the baby have it is worse Mm. I think I would have given anything to have taken her place for sure and that's part of my guilt is the survivor's guilt because I'm old why would why wouldn't I have it and yeah but we we talked about that last episode or the episode before that too. Mm-hmm. Like we all would fight to have it instead right. of her. Go ahead. But bringing up the guilt thing, did you feel at fault or did you feel any guilt when she was diagnosed? I don't know that I felt the guilt when she was diagnosed. Who says a child has cancer? This well, because just... I know I've heard from other people. They say, "Oh, I felt like this was my fault because." Did you feel like that? No, not at all. But that's only because... <laughs> that's interesting, though. And the reason why I say it's interesting is because the baby's specific cancer, if I was reading it correctly, develops in utero. Like they're born with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, if you want to make me feel guilty. No, no I don't. No, 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 I'm no, no, just no, no, surprised no, no. that you no, don't. No, I, I think I'm saying in the sense of like some people think this is my punishment for something oh, yeah. that I did. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, it was like, I know that I ate healthy. Mm-hmm. I know that I tried oh, no, to take this care is the of one that she did everything. Yep. I know she that. didn't even want to get the sonogram. Remember yep. I did the 3D sonogram for her first? Yep. Uh-huh. And she said, I'm not doing and that. And her I'm life not. was full of x-rays and radiation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But I was like, I am a good person. I follow the rules. I'm a rule follower for sure, even to this day. Yeah, you know, so I was like, I barely broke away from what I was supposed to. I never broke away from what I was supposed to be doing. Right. So I know, like, for me, it wasn't like I feel guilty for doing this or doing that. I was like, this isn't my fault. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I felt the guilt, but not because I did something wrong. It was just because of my age. Mm. If it should have happened to somebody, and to be honest, should have happened to my mom or my grandma. Well, she didn't. She get she did. Well, she shouldn't she have did. happened to she anybody. Had, she got breast cancer and then five years later got the lymphoma. lymphoma. <laughs> but it shouldn't have happened to her either. When my mom got it, I didn't feel that guilt of the survivor's guilt. Well, mm. I, maybe it's not that she should have. It's just the expectation is you expect that an older an person, older person yeah. is going to yes. get it. You just never expect that a four-year-old or a two-year-old or any child really to have it. Yeah. And I think that's why they didn't even look for it. You don't sit there as a doctor or pediatrician saying, let's check for cancer, let's check for cancer. You just yeah. don't. You and, and then it's it, it goes back to, in comparison, my firstborn had way more junk food than she did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, you ate worse just even in... <laughs> I was I was already like in this. full yes. like healthy mode by the time that she came around. So it was like how could how could this one have had something when I like this was my second time around. I did everything like better <laughs> this time around. Right. Well, we, we got off topic a little bit right. there. I don't know how we did that, but let's circle back to the mediumship part because Jess is saying that, you know, she felt more spiritual or she explored spirituality pretty early on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was any one direction regarding spirituality. Mom, would you say you were just more Catholic at that point? I, I think I was more Catholic, but... Going back to the mediumship, I'm not the meditation. Catholic. I think I'm, I'm, you know, you were (laughs) more more religious, I guess. More religious, (laughs) yes. But the meditation I had already had experience with, Mm. so it wasn't unfamiliar. And the only thing I can think of is I was a very active child, very ADD, I think. Mm. And is that where I get it from? Probably. But I think that the anxiety, too, where you just, like, you mm-hmm. think of one thing and you can't let it go. Yeah. I think my what my dad was trying to do was trying to help me to focus more mm-hmm. and try to calm my the words in my head, all these things mm-hmm. that are going on. So that's also what helped me get back yeah. into that. And do you remember um, our grandfather, he took you to some, like, some place where they spoke in tongues? No, that no, was, no, no, no. That, that was, was my first. That was, yeah. No. First yeah, that was. Because he had flat feet. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so so and, you understand and, that. And my grandpa was like, he's supposed to have an arch here. There's Oops. something wrong. Right. We're going to cure it. Wish. We're going to cure it with prayer. So my father was totally into his religion. Mm-hmm. He played guitar. Uh-huh. And uh, sang songs yes. for the church, for the Spanish mm-hmm. part of the church. Mm-hmm. I'm I not think it's because Spanish. Because I think Spanish Catholicism is different than non-Spanish Catholicism. I, I, it's the same thing. It's just, it's just exactly <laughs> the same thing. The only <laughs> thing that happened was... Because they never spoke in tongues when no, we no, went no, to no, Catholic no, school. Because this had nothing to do with Catholicism. They actually told my dad that if he continued with that, that he was going to get ousted from the church. <laughs> um, because what they started to do, there was uh, somebody that had come from another country and I want to say it was like Mexico? El Salvador. No, not even Mexico. They come with a different kind of like a different, yeah, different. So the speaking of the tongues came when this family, which was a husband and wife, came from the other country and were looking to the church to help them find a place to live. Mm. And so they were living in somebody's garage. To make a long story short, she ended up uh, passing away from, I want to say it was some kind of like brain cancer or brain tumor that she had 
But in the meantime, before she figured out that that's what she had, she was speaking in tongues. We are not supposed to believe in that. Mm -hmm. And so he he gave up that other part. At that time, I don't think we had the baby yet. No, she said it was for... for, um, I'm sorry, it was for her oldest. feet. Yeah. Because (laughs) because they could cure anything. Oh, I don't know how you let him do that. It it wasn't going to hurt him. I mean, yeah, they didn't cross any, like, physical barriers, you know? But it was like, you know, Grandpa said... We can help them. Okay. And then when I saw what it was, I was like, abort, abort. How do I get out of here? And you know that it's um, fine. It's fine. When, when I went, I'm lost. I'm lost. And I need some help because I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, come and we'll pray over you. And he said, try to listen to see if you can hear it. I understood everything she was saying. <laughs> but did so you mean heard that it. she was talking in you tongues? You heard it. I heard English. I heard Spanish. <laughs> I heard she was trying to say some other stuff. And it didn't help her cause, I guess. So well, let's go back to some of the experiences we had about the mediumship. Which mediums? Okay. Yeah, so I remember mom making a phone call to somebody in... Back East. On the East Cape Coast. Cod, yeah. Yeah. And one of the friends that I have at work, she said she's really good. And I'm telling you, she's really good. Okay. She is really good. But that point, I think we were still very skeptical. Uh-huh. And what I wanted to do was record it, but she didn't want it recorded, you know. Teresa, yeah. but she gives you a recording of it. Were, yeah. you, were you seeking that for validation of afterlife to try to see if she was okay? Or how did you feel like it was going to help you? Like, what was your purpose for going? So my purpose, to be honest with you, I just wanted to hear from her. Mm. I just... Not so much that I wanted to talk to her. I wanted to talk to her. I I wanted to hear her voice. I I wanted to hear her thoughts. It's not her voice because you can't hear her voice. But I think it's more just to connect still with her knowing that she's gone. But what I'm saying on a deeper level, is that what validates that she's still there? Or is it just that you... Right. So did you already have an understanding of, I know she's still exists somewhere and I just want to tell her hi? Or... Was it like a combination validation? Like, I want to know that she's okay and I want to tell her something or I want her to tell me something. I think it's a combination of everything because really the way I thought about it, I believe that she was okay. I believe she didn't have cancer now because she's no longer suffering and that was one of the main things. But I missed her so much that I wanted to hear from her. And how did you know, and that I know she was it's okay. not the voice. How did you know that she was okay? Because she didn't have cancer anymore. How did you know that? I mean, because cancer doesn't survive so, death. So, so you were relying on Catholicism for that? Yeah, I guess so, because we believe that we're going to see our, our loved ones on the other side afterwards. Is that so. Catholicism? Well, that's well you part believe of in our... heaven and mm-hmm. the afterlife, and mm. right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I what I also wanted to hear, though, is like that she sees the stuff that we're doing, that she saw the balloons that we were releasing, that the noises that I heard was that was her, the butterfly that I saw was a sign from her, the, you know, whatever it was that was going on that we all see when you we lose somebody, we see the feathers, we see the pennies, we see the, you know, the red robins, we see the butterflies, we see the dragonflies that we didn't used to see before, I'm sure they were there. But there was so many things that we were seeing, mm-hmm. and I wanted to hear that that was her. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to tell me, you know what, when this happened, go, oh my gosh, I do remember that. But there were so many things I was still, yeah, was still too soon, I think. Yeah, there's something with someone, some random person coming up to you and giving you a real-life experience that only either you experienced or a select few of people would know about, mm-hmm. and then 
then being able to tell you, did this happen? It's like, whoa, right? Like it's how in the world would you know that? That's the experience that I was looking for was something very specific for something. And I know that that happens all the time in those shows. I right. watch them all the time where they're like, if this is really you only say this thing, which is limiting, right? right. They tell you don't do that, but you can't help but because sometimes that happens. Sometimes right. somebody will say, you know, mention my hair. I watched this thing on Netflix, mention my hair and I'll know it's you. And before the person left, they were like, they, they had brought back the conversation about the hair and they, they were like, oh my God. Right. So it's something like that, that, that blows your mind that I, that I was looking for. Yeah. So I, I with this reading though, she mentioned something that I thought, okay, that, that means nothing to me. She said, I am going to have coffee with someone that I haven't seen in a really long time. And she gave me a name mm-hmm. and I thought, well, there was only that one person that I knew and I just saw her last week, so I don't know what she's talking about. And then it ended up where there was that person that I haven't talked to for 15, 20 years, and it had the same name, and we went for coffee. But I already knew we were going to go for coffee because the medium told me. So mm. I said, let's go for coffee. Self-fulfilling <laughs> so, a little but bit. But it was still that name. <laughs> yeah. That and name, you haven't and I seen thought, her in how did years. You, yeah. How did you pull that out of your butt? How did you pull that out of your butt? How did you pull that out of your hat? Yeah. <laughs> How do you pull anything out of your hat? I know. <laughs> Whoa. She did. So I'm like, where the hell? And that made me believe more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that was like, that's so random. That didn't even mean anything, but I wrote it down. And then all of a sudden, and then I'm it like, was fulfilled. Yeah, that's, oh that's pretty crazy. Within a month. Yeah. I think it was, it happened. Whoa. But she didn't say this is going to happen within a month. I think for me, it was like f- almost the same thing. I knew in my gut that she was okay, but there was that like little voice in your head, like, what if you're wrong? You know, like, what if you're wrong? So for me, it was like talking to a medium. Of course, they always say for the validation, you mm-hmm. know what? But it was to help quiet that little voice that mm-hmm. was like, Doubt. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm right. My gut says that this is what it is, but how do I have? How do I know for sure? Mm-hmm. If I don't experience it myself, you mm-hmm. know, if I don't have that, how do you know? Right. That realist part of you that yeah. I speak of often that I have to say. Uh-huh. So that reading was a good one. You thought that it one was, was good. It was positive for me. It was not everything that she said made sense, but because I couldn't record it, mm-hmm. I only had my I didn't notes. Remember it, yeah. yeah, I don't remember every single thing that she said. I know that the one thing that she did say is that the baby was helping other children, children. going into heaven. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope so too. She also said that she saw a lot of children around me. Mm. And I, like a lot of children. I'm not having kids, what? mom. Just no, no. <laughs> that they were on the other side. Oh. And I do. I, and I'm not trying to say that I forgot. But at the time, I didn't think about that. I have a sister. I have a brother that passed. My mother had six kids. And two of them were born. But they passed away right soon afterwards. Well. My grandmother also had a child. I want to say she also had twins, but she had a couple also that passed away. Mm. And that's all I can think of. And then a couple of family members that also had children pass away, miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And so afterwards, I started thinking about that. You know, is that what she's seen as all these children? I guess it kind of hurts my heart to hear when I started thinking about how many children lost their lives at the same time. I don't know that my mom ever got over it. I don't know that you get over a miscarriage either. It's still the loss of a child so yeah you had a question well after everything that we've experienced if somebody asked you would you recommend seeing a medium 
But we're not done talking about our experiences either. Oh, it sounded like we were. No, because we went. That was just the beginning. You went to see Monica the Medium. I did. Tell us about that. Shout out to Monica. We want to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Call me. I did. No. (laughs) No, I mean, I thought it was like, it just felt like the stars aligned for me to get validation that day. Mm -hmm. So leading up to that, I felt like going to mediums, I was a little frustrated because I wasn't getting the validation that I felt like I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And we had gone a few times. And so this was kind of like my last like hurrah, like I'll go and see how this goes. But after this, I don't think I want to keep on doing this because I get, you know, my hopes up so high Mm -hmm. that I'm going to hear something directly, you know, from my daughter. And when I don't, the disappointment is hard to continue to Go up and go down and go up and go down. So yeah, going. you're sort of setting yourself up for heartbreak if you're. I think that's why I wanted to do my own, like the phone reading mm-hmm. was one on one, and mm-hmm. it's a lot less expensive than doing it. You know, going to those events. Yeah, but I think and too we were novices coming in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we had never, I had never tried to seek medium, talk to medium before. Well, why would you? Right. Maybe like with a friend who might have lost somebody and they wanted, you know, please come with me or something. I don't know. Right. But, but no connections, no contacts, we, no like where you start. Loss. Uh, we've had loss, but I don't think it was anything that we truly were interested in pursuing. Right. But I don't know if at that time, too, they had people that did like the events or that, you know, that was out there or the TV shows were out there yet. So maybe mm-hmm. that could be it, too. So it was I actually got the information from you, right? That, yeah. That I, she was going to have a. I think I had subscribed to like her news something. And so she would. She sent out a an email saying that she was having an event in LA, or maybe it was her social media. I can't remember, but it was an event in LA, and I had sent it to you guys. Hey guys, do you want to go? Because her show had just started, and we were watching them. Hey, you know she's going to be in town because I think at the time she was still on the East Coast, and maybe not. I don't know, but I remember sending it to you guys, and I had work. I couldn't go. There was an event that I couldn't miss. Mom was working. She couldn't go. And so you were just like, well, I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, I'll go. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what was awesome was that when we got there, I thought it was going to be like all the other ones that we had gone to, which was just a ton of people. And Wait, hang on a second before you talk about that. Okay. You had bought a ticket for you and your son. Uh-huh. When you got there, he wasn't supposed to be allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 18 and older, older 16 something. and older? Yeah, I don't know. He just 16, wasn't, he wasn't was at 16. That, he wasn't at that age. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oops. <laughs> but he got in. Uh-huh. uh-huh. He got in. He's tall. And, <laughs> well, he wasn't quite at yet. that time. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of preparing myself for, like, you know, what I had experienced before, which was just, okay, go in there with an open mind and hope for the best, but expect, you know, what it gotten before. So when we got there, there was, like, minimal people, right? Which was probably not something that she was excited about, but it was something that I was super excited yeah. about, Oh, right? yeah. Because you I know was, your chances are a little bit Right. Higher. I was like, there's not that many people to compete with today. Yeah. So, you know, we got in there and there wasn't more people filing in and I, I'm sure this was like the worst day for her, but it was like the best day for me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so when she started, you know, she went to a few people and then she started talking about something specific to my daughter. And her big, like I had talked to her brother about it and I was like, you know, if she starts saying things, like you just got to raise your hand right away. Like, you know, say, <laughs> Even if it's not say, you. Right, like say <laughs> it connects to you, you know, just, you know, don't be afraid. Yeah. Reach up your hand, scream, whatever you got to do. Uh-huh. And he was like, and he, of course, he's always, he's a competitor. So he's like, okay. 
Well, and, yeah. and he's always looking for signs to connect with his sister, too. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she started talking about, you know, roses and a garden. And they had, at her school that she was attending, they had created a secret garden for her. And the first plant that they put in there was roses. So, of course, her big brother right away was raising his hand like, me, me, But how us, generic is roses? Right. Right. <laughs> That's totally it us! It didn't you know? matter. It's a turtle. It's a something. It's a glass cup. You yeah, know? but I thought somebody said, oh, um, that's me at bit, you know, it's a single rose. And she goes, no, no, that's not it or something. I think uh-huh. you said it's that more like a, saying, like a bush, it's right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like a rose, but like a lot of roses. And her big brother was like, hands in the air. That's us. That's yeah. us. You know? Whether or not it was, it was. <laughs> and of course, going through the reading, she just hit on so many things that were just special to her, specific to her, you know, talked about her fingernail polish and, mm. You know, how we were constantly doing her nails and just so many things that I could connect with. And that was, for me, it was what I had needed at the time. And it was what I was looking for every time that we were trying to connect with a medium, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And it was not only validating for me, but I got to experience her brother as well, experiencing that validation and the emotions that he was feeling at that time. And I think just sharing that experience with him was healing. You know, I don't even know if it was, of course it was the things that she was saying, but it was being able to connect, I think, which I haven't, I hadn't done in a long time, being able to have a connection with both of my kids at the same time, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. I would say after that day, I didn't really feel the need to continue to seek mediumship. Mm. I I didn't feel the need. Mm -hmm. It was nice. And it was like, oh, it would be great to get some validation or to hear something, you know? But that desperation to hear something, it was finally like, you thought that she was okay. She told you she was okay. Mm -hmm. Like, she's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about that anymore. You can quiet those doubts in your mind and just focus on life and figuring everything out from here on out. Do you want to talk about what she said that was validating for him? So for him, I'm assuming that other siblings deal with this type of situation as well. For my son specifically, his biggest concern was that he wasn't physically present when she had passed away. And he had expressed that his biggest regret was that he had felt like he had failed her as well because he wasn't there for her physically. And the last words that she said was his name. So he was carrying that guilt for a while. And when we had gone to see Monica, she was able to tell him, like, you weren't supposed to be there. And she was able to say it directly to him in a way that he understood that it was okay that he wasn't there. And he could let go of that guilt that he was carrying for not being there. Mm -hmm. I think what I remember you said is that she told him it would have been harder for her to let go with him there. Mm -hmm. And when you told me that, it broke me. Because, like, there's a couple reasons. So the first being that he was in my care when she passed and I didn't get him there. Yeah, but you didn't know. Still. I still carried the weight that he had, that burden and that guilt on him. I carried that, too, because, like I said, he was in my care. Do you still? I think that Monica helped release some of that for me because she released that for him. I would never be able to do that. I could say to him all day long, buddy... 
you know, I couldn't get you there any faster. Like we didn't know. There was no way we could know that I could that I needed to get you there right then and there, right? So knowing that he carried that though, because he was in my care and I didn't fulfill that for him, well, I held on to that. It's funny because I, I felt that too, but it was because when he had had conversations with me, he was saying, why didn't you tell me that sh- this was happening that day, you know? Mm. And I was like, buddy, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it. I had no idea. We I, thought we were taking her home. I thought, I think you, I remember you saying that you even asked the nurses and the doctors, like, is this it? Is this, is this when this is going to happen? And they I were did. like, uh-huh. I don't know. At the time that I asked because, you know, when I had returned and she just looked different, mm-hmm. I was like, is, is this what's happening? You mm-hmm. know, and they're like, I've seen this before. Sometimes it's days, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it can be hours. We, we just don't know, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you yeah. know, but like that, that doesn't help me to be able to tell other people this is how much time that we have or, you know what I mean? Right, so right. for my son, I, it was definitely hard to have that conversation to help him to understand, look, buddy, if I knew, I would have told you. Yeah. If I could go back, I would have made sure that you didn't go to school that day. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea myself. Mm-hmm. When we As woke a- up that morning, we didn't know that it was the last time that she was coming down the stairs. Right. So it was just, it was hard to be able to clear that for him. Right. And it was amazing that somebody who didn't even know him was able to clear that for exactly. him in a way that I couldn't. Exactly. Because he had that same conversation with me. Mm. I was picking him up from school. And he said, Grandma, do you have any regrets with, you know, with everything that happened with my sister? And I know that that's a clue. He wanted to talk about something. Mm-hmm. So I did say something, whatever it is I said. I can't remember what I said. And I go, do you? But I knew that that's what he wanted was to tell me. And he said, yes, that I wasn't there when she, she yeah. when she called so me. So I know that that was a heavy burden for yes. him. That was so heavy for him and like if it sounds like all of us have some level of guilt about that well i was on the other side of the wall because i was in the same hospital that they were in and i had no idea that that happened had no idea yeah but to just that's what i told him to jess's point too like some stranger we've never met was able to give him that gift yes was like that made me believe that made me believe that was enough for me to go look if it makes him believe, then I believe, right? Because it was right. just... It gives him it, some it, peace. It was, it's, it's it was him good. a gift, but it was all of us a gift mm-hmm. because it yeah. it helped us all. It didn't yes, just it. help him. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. We went to see Teresa Caputo again and Solvang. She was there and we went and that experience, I think, was more of a disappointment. I feel like I well, can... for me, it was... It was yeah, it was kind of like I already knew it was coming. Yeah. It was kind of like, we've already done this before... We kind of already know how this is going to work, but we can go just like hang out with us you yeah, know, and enjoy our girls time trip. Yeah. We no. listened to an entire podcast on the way there and back. And that yeah. was kind of cool, too. But it what was, did we listen to? Dirty Joe. Uh-huh. Dirty Joe. That's right. <laughs> that, was the, that was. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, uh, that was, was awful. Like, oh, this is getting good. Uh-huh. Oh, my and gosh. And I think that was your first exposure to podcasts, yes. too. Yes. <laughs> Look at this entertaining stuff. <laughs> Full circle now, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> so that was fun. We made a girls trip and we stayed at, and it was super rainy, but it was just the whole experience of hanging out with you guys. And so that event was super disappointing. I was sitting by myself up near the front because I had gotten tickets late. You guys were sitting all the way in the back and there was just there wasn't as many things I like, connected to. Like, I think her first. 
first event, I cried a lot um, mm-hmm. and I connected a lot. And this event, I was it wasn't no. it wasn't so and, great. And before you go, to, let me just say this: kudos to my husband because he actually got those tickets from his where he was working. And somebody was like, "Gosh, which tickets? I don't know. Oh, the one for the tickets Solvang? for Solvang." Uh-huh. And somebody was like, oh, I got these tickets. I don't know what to do with them because I don't have anybody to, you know, to go with. So I just want to give them away. And he's like, I know who wants them. Yeah. So I got my ticket late. Yeah. Yeah, So I got my ticket late. But uh, it was still a fun trip. Yeah. But then I don't know what other mediums we've gone to, but I went to. So my husband for Valentine's Day one year, I can't remember what year it is. I have it on my phone somewhere because I took notes. He bought us tickets to go down to her to see her in Escondido. So she. So you're talking about Monica Monica the Medium. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So I went to see Monica the Medium down in Escondido. And it was a funny story. And I'm going to see if I can pull out those notes while I'm sort of doing this introduction about. It. So we go down there and she's having an event and I think she's now moved to California. So she was on the San East Diego. Coast. Yeah. Yes. Now she's in California in San Diego area and she has events at like a spiritual center. It's really funny because we get there early. We go to eat. No big deal. We go to check in. There's already a line. When we walked in, she was doing a raffle and I don't know what the raffle was for. I'm sure they said it at the beginning, but I grabbed my ticket. We found our seats and it was like free seating. It was a small room. I want to say no more than like 150 people. And so we get in this room and we take her place and then she gets up and she starts talking about like her introduction, how she became a medium when she found her gift, all these things, what to expect. Not everybody's going to get a reading, but I hope you leave this with the connections with your own loved ones through others readings. And then she did the raffle. And while I was sitting there, I was already talking to the baby and I was like, okay, Mama, come see me. I'm here at this event. I want to talk to you. Please open up. You know, this is your place. I'm here to talk to you. Let's do this. So I'm sitting there. And so she does her introduction. She does the raffle and she calls my number because at that point in time, I was like, this raffle is going to be for a private reading. Boom. It wasn't. It was just for us to sit like instead of general admission to sit in the front rows where like the you pay extra money, like the VIP seating. I'm not going to complain about that because there's more to the story. But in my head, I was talking to her her like make this a private reading because you know you can guarantee almost guarantee you can talk to her if she's um, if she does a private reading so we go up to the vip seats all is great the show was amazing but at the end um all the vips get to do a small meet and greet with her after so i played it so that i wanted to be one of the last ones because she says that her vips she doesn't do private readings she just says hello takes pictures and just you know greets and then you go on your way so i try to be one of the last ones but it was funny too because they didn't want me to do the meet and greet and I was like no 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 as a VIP I get a meet and greet and I just want a VIP so I'm gonna stick around (laughs) so they try to kick me out but I was like nope this is not gonna happen so then we get up there and we go and take a picture and we chat for a minute and I'm noticing though that um before before we even talked to her that other people's other people were getting like mini readings like they you try to sneak something in right you have this opportunity just sneak it in and that's what they were doing so that's why I waited and so I get up there to meet her we take the photo and then I remember before the event Jess had sent her or some letter in the mail and thanking her for the experience that you had in LA. And she sent you back a Christmas card with her and the dogs. And so when I went to that event, you told me, tell Monica 
thank you for the Christmas card. So I, as soon as I got up there and everything was done, I was like, so my sister wanted me to thank you for the Christmas card. And she looks at me like, do I know your sister? Who are you? Right. (laughs) And I was like, you gave my sister and my nephew a reading in LA and she wanted to thank you for, for that, you know? And she was like, shut up. I remember her. (laughs) She was there with her daughter and I was, and I, at that point, I already started crying. I was, and it's this weird feeling of of a stranger being able to connect with your loved one that you can't. So it was just, it was really like amazing feeling to know that there are people out there that can connect to your loved ones when you don't have that gift. Right. So I was like, how is it even possible that she remembers? Because that's hard. She talks to people all the time. She does these readings all the time. So how is it that she remembers this specific one? So she said, you know, she goes on to say that, oh yeah, she was sick with leukemia or cancer and her name had uh, this letter and that of course, that was the first letter of her name. And I'm trying to keep my shit together, but I'm not. My head's like just up and down, left and right, because I can't speak at that point. But she also said a couple things like, you know, she loved me so much. And but I already knew that she had, you know, she loved how much the family did for her. She always wanted the family to be okay. Lots of pink, beautiful nails. And so they but she also asked me about how she's connected to February or the 14th, which I didn't really put together. But that's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is is, she loved Valentine's Day. She's full of love herself. She's just everything about her was love. So that was what connected afterwards. But it was also something that I thought maybe it was her signifying that her brother was turning 14 or her was going to turn 14 that year. Anyway, I was looking at those memories and on Facebook and stuff. And we had sent out right before she had passed the Valentine's before she had passed. We had asked folks to send her Valentine's Day cards. And she had a little mailbox that was full of cards. And we would had to open a P.O. box because there were so many coming in and she loved it. But this specific reading was like, I couldn't explain all the things that lined up. We talk about the stars aligning often, but all the things that lined up. My husband got these tickets for us. It was near Valentine's Day. You know, I had got that raffle and was talking to her, help me win. And I couldn't believe, I don't win raffles. So this was like, just blew my mind. But there was something about this special event that she put together for me. And knowing that she was able to give that piece to your oldest was so incredible. So those two things helped me solidify my belief in mediums. But those experiences, I think, were, were what, like I said, solidified or more belief, my belief in it. Your belief in mediumship or your belief that she was okay or your belief that... I feel like it was more than just mediumship. I don't know if I can explain it. It's mostly mediumship because <laughs> I don't know if she's okay. I you hope. still don't have that? No. And I won't know until I die. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's my belief, is I, I don't think I will have a definitive answer until I die. Does that tie into your anger? Probably, because I, I, I want an answer, and I probably won't get it until I'm dead. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. I'm going first. I'll so meditate you know. again, and you can move some shit when I ask All you to right. move it. Yay, yay, yay. I read her book, and we'll talk about her book a little bit more, too, on grief. And in her book, she speaks a lot about what we talked about here. You know, she knows people are skeptical. Teresa says that all the time. She's like, I don't care if you believe or not, but I'm going to give you this message, right? They don't really have an interest in convincing you one way or another. They just, they're doing what they feel they're called to do. For me, it was 
you asked me that question. I think it's just more mediumship, that there are people that can connect. There are people that have different energies. I definitely feel that there are people that have different energies. There's some people's energies that fucking exhaust the shit out of me, right? Like, and just drain me. But there are easier people to, to connect with. It helped me explore that and open my mind to that more. So you're saying that before the mediumship, you already knew that there was something after her the death of her physical body. So that was already... No cemented for you no okay you're asking a lot of questions Mm -hmm. i'm supposed to ask the questions (laughs) i'm just kidding i still think that no matter what if you do whatever you have to do in order to to deal with the grief and if talking to a medium and getting that message helps you it's one of the things that helped us yes yes yeah. So it doesn't One mean that yeah, we're promoting that, no. I guess. You just have just to share our experience yes, with whatever, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever just makes it helps you us, feel. Doesn't mean it'll yeah. help you, but... Yeah. Yes. And you might not believe in that shit, and kudos. Whatever. Cool. Right? right? It's like, okay. <laughs> it's okay. But it did help. Yeah. It did help. And it did make it was, a difference for it's, it, her brother. Yeah. That, that, to me, was most important. For our family. Mm-hmm. For the whole family. You're right, for the whole family. And I know, even though you guys say, well, it's not hearing her words, it's hearing her. I still hear her because I hear the words that they're saying, and I'm like, that's her. Mm -hmm. That's her. Yeah. So and it and it does help me and some of the dreaming about her helps mm-hmm. me. Yeah, maybe really, we can talk. Yeah. yeah. About that in our next session. Up to you. Did we? Didn't we start off with it? I know that's what we were supposed to focus on today. <laughs> Whoops. We talked about mediumship. <laughs> um, let's save the dreams and the signs for next one. So we will wrap this one up today, but we're not done. We have so much ground to cover still about the grief journey but these have just been our initial experiences with the grief and helping us heal and Mm -hmm. you know just being open-minded to other things i think was what's helping thank you for joining us on our childhood cancer grief journey and sharing your grief with the griefist community we will continue our grief journey on the next one love you